comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. You're listening to The Black Box. All right, listeners, check this out. Um, I promised you after the previous episode of The Black Box that I would be back with Julian Lido to discuss another complex top 50 R&B list. But something happened a few days ago that kind of shook, that kind of shook, you know, me to the core, but, you know, it shook a bunch of, a bunch of uh, friends of mine to the core, um, including the gentleman that's on the line right now. I'm going to let I'm gonna let my brother explain this better because he can explain it way better than I can because I'll take too long. And I need I need to introduce this brother anyway. You've heard him on the podcast many times before. He is the creator of the webcomic Ants. He is also one of the co-founders and artistic contributors to Longboxes on 22s. He also has a podcast called Ignorant Bliss. Ladies and gentlemen, Julian Lytle. What up, folks? What's happening? All right, Julian, I need you to just explain to the people why we are doing this episode right now all right so um yesterday well not yesterday it'd be friday it was friday the 16th of january in the year of the source 2015 uh i got a facebook post on my wall from patrick reed who does like a lot of the hip-hop uh, panels at different conventions across the um, the country, a lot of the, especially a lot of the big ones, that Marvel announced through their editor in chief Axel Alonso that they decided to do two variant covers to Deadpool was it two fifty and Howard Duck number two, if I'm correct, I think featuring so. featuring their takes. On the Run the Jewels logo, which is essentially like a zombie hand or mummy hand disembodied pointing toward another mummy slash zombie hand holding a gold, was it Cuban link chain maybe or rope chain? Yeah, yes, yes. And um, so the first cover, the the Howard the Duck cover has Rocket Raccoon and Howard the Duck doing that pose. And... The Deadpool one is a black background. Deadpool's hand pointing at Thanos's infinity gauntleted hand with all the infinity gems on it, holding a chain that looks remarkably similar to something me and Sean did when we were uh, just, I don't know, it was like, yo. We should do one. We should do a long box of 22s and run the jewels. Run the jewels is hot. Oh, who would it be? Hmm. There's gems, jewels. Who who punches people in the face to take all the jewels? Thanos. That's Infinity Gauntlet. That works. It works with killing Micah LP's rhymes and smacking the industry in the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, we talked about it. And then one day, we was crafting up New Marvelous. Uh, Shaw drew it up. We did the colors. And then, like, yo, we posted it up. We posted it. We made tracks thanks to um, you right there. And we put it out on the internet. It got a good number of notes. It got passed around. It did a good thing on Instagram. And also, um, and also, the gentleman that created the run, the original Run the Jewels artwork, didn't he take notice of it, too? Yeah. Back then, I think it was, let me find his name. I got him on Twitter. I, we, we did some back and forth because yeah. he's a nice guy. Yeah, and this was nine. Not in this in this image, this artwork was created on long boxes on twenty twos nine months ago. Yeah, Nicholas Gazin. Yes. So he did the original Run the Jewels album cover, which is that like the whole look, and there's like more images on the, especially on the first because that's what we were basing it off of, not the second, which is similar to the first one, but just with a red background. Yes. And yeah, like he saw it, LP saw it. Um. After Killer Mike saw it, it was passed around. You know, Instagram people be tagging people. 
And you know, it, it went away because you know it was a, it was a while ago. Yeah, like you know, it freaking it's been nine months since then. Like a lot of things that happened since that. It was just weird to see it and them to like say it was new. And his idea came out of nowhere. And I guess, you know, a lot of people probably listen to this like, oh, man, Julian Hayton. And, you know, he didn't make up. Or they didn't make up the, the album art. We didn't make up Thanos. I think we did come up with that concept of putting those two things together first. Yeah. I also think it would be way doper if they would have got Nicholas Gazin to do both of those covers or one of those covers. Mm-hmm. Nothing against Mamu Azra. Okay, I don't know if I'm saying his name right. And Scotty Young, like, it is what it is. Yeah. But, like, it's one thing to do fan art and no one really gets any bread from it. It's another thing to do fan art to really jack some shit. Yeah. Profit from it. Sell it and eat off of it really good. Especially off of some shit that y'all really don't fuck with. Right, because Marvel don't really fuck with hip hop. You know, well but then again, Marvel don't really fuck with black people. So I mean outside outside of like, you know, animation, because you know anim- the animated side stays diverse, you know, but in with the films, yeah, you got Samuel Jackson, you got Anthony Mackey, and now you got Chadwick Bozeman, but still that's different than the comic side which really hasn't had that much change in decades. You know what I mean? Because my whole thing is, is that when they made that announcement, the first thing I thought of, I'm like, who is this for? Who is this for? Really? Because y'all don't market to black folks, as in Marvel. Y'all, mar- y'all don't market to black people. They don't even market to rap fans. Right. Which is the entire reason why me and Sean... Decided to do a freaking Tumblr blog called Long Monsters on 22s because, like, it's kind of hard. It's kind of ostracizing being, like, a hip-hop or rap fan mm-hmm. in comics. Yes. It's kind of weird because you don't fit in. Because, like, I ain't get picked on for, like, comics. Like, who the fuck didn't like X-Men in 1992? Right, right. Saying that's like you don't like cereal or some shit, like or you don't you don't like baking, like what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, yo, like X Men, like it's just, but you get to a certain point, especially in the two thousands, and you see like DC made all their characters, the characters from nineteen eighty, all the white dudes from Super Friends. Um, quite honest, they they kind of messed up Black Panther. They've ruined Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at the movies, it's like all the black characters are sidekicks. Yeah. Um, sidekicks that I don't even know if they really have heroic moments anymore. Like, I, you know what? I ain't see with a soldier. And you know what? Falcon probably does some gangster ass shit. But you know, all these people thinking he's going to be Falcon Cap in the movies. Nah, man, I don't, I don't, I don't know if Anthony Mackie's sitting there banking on his time being on Captain America. I know he probably worried about getting that guap. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just they don't, they don't market to us. I don't know if the rest of the fans are too geeky to, to really embrace it. Like, I can't get into some nerdy shit all the time. Like, when you're talking about music, I'm too nerdy about. I'm too nerdy about production. I'm too nerdy about Marley Marl mm-hmm. making freaking. The Jingling Baby remix beat. Like, I'm that shit is amazing. Like, I can talk about that just like I can talk about freaking the the uh Jane the Wolf in a fucking Spider-Man comic. Like, right. yo, we can talk about this shit right now. Let's go. Yeah. But um it's a it's a weird place in the, and especially when you go to like New York Comic Con, I went to most of them. I ain't getting last year, but like there's this thing, it's like they walk around, they're happy, like they in it, but there's a certain part, it's just like Ain't none of this shit even made for y'all. Like culturally, they're not even tapping in this major, major thing. It's like nerd, nerd culture, which there is no real nerd culture. It's just popular culture, but they just focus it on like a certain segment of the population. Yeah, it just happens that a lot of the hip hop fans are young, younger, 
and people of color. So when you make a cover, it's based off of a rap album that is a great album. It's a fantastic album. But that like a bunch of like publications and end of the year lists put us like in their like top one or top five of the year of every album and sites talking about Run the Jewels 2 is the most punk rock album that's been released in decades. Like, no, it's fucking rap music, dog. Like, don't try to take rap music and not make it some other shit like rap and punk. Hip hop and punks are the same goddamn time. Yeah. Don't they don't fucking as Marvel Comics jump on that shit out of the blue to make yourself cooler so you can get this dope ass article in Rolling Stone and Pitchfork and A V Club and all this shit like you big time and then all the comic book sites gonna jump on and dick ride because that's what they do. Yes. Yes, and then also and, shit they don't give a fuck about oh, any no. other day of the week. No, no doubt, no doubt. Like you crazy when you have your fucking new era fitted on and your fucking dope ass Nikes, and you ain't got no fucking whack ass, ugly ass zip up, ten years late hoodie or some random combo character. I wasn't fucking with all zip up hoodies fucking when they came out. I didn't know what the fuck that shit was. They didn't care. They came out with a fucking Chewbacca hoodie. Remember when like um, John Blaze, uh, John Blaze clothes, like almost like over 10 years ago, had the Marvel line. It was like eight. It was like seven or eight. Yeah. But it was after the Echo line. Yes. Fuck up, which I got like 50 percent of the fucking of what they put out. Yeah. Because like I still got like this oversized John Blaze Iron Man uh, hoodie. And like Iron Man is like emblazoned, like stitched into the hoodie with the logo and on the side it's got like property of stark industries and this and that is stitched on and like it's like a piece of like rubber and it's stitched on that bitch like like and but the thing is it was for like hip-hop heads like hip-hop heads saw it and it was like yo that's tight i need that you know what i mean yeah because they like iron man and they like hip-hop hip-hop you listen to the music. It's all they all them people, the comic book heads. Like, you know, it'd be way more interesting. Real talk. If Killer Mike and LP get to write a story in some fucking annual or some shit. Right, because if I mean, if CM Punk can write a, can write a comic for Marvel, why you know why why couldn't LP and Killer Mike do that? And to be honest, like I don't, I don't know why CM Punk is writing a comic. No disrespect to CM Punk. What the fuck does he write? Killer Mike writes shit all the time. Right. That's his job. He writes shit. He tells stories. You're going to do that? You're going to do that fucking whack-ass Birdman cover for Amazing Spider-Man that Lugs paid for, Birdman, whoever the fuck paid for that shit. And you're going to do that Ray Shemura cover the fucking Black Captain America that you guys threw, that they all threw together out of the blue. Again, trying to capitalize off of a hit that I doubt anyone in the office even understands. Oh, no doubt. Now, in, in Interscope asked for that cover, supposedly. Interscope asked for the Captain America or Falcon Cap No Flex Zone cover. Now, that was drawn by Sanford Green. So, cause I was I'm really, glad he got paid. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad, glad he got, got paid, paid, too. I'm glad he got paid, too. Like, I don't know if there was any editorial direction on that or they were just like, just do whatever. You know what I mean? Because I wasn't mad at Sanford Green because I'm like, well, hey, at least they, hey, they paid a brother. I, I, you know, because I was shocked. I was shocked that they, you know, that they got a brother to do the cover. Me, too, to be quite honest. Uh, you know, I was really, really shocked. You know, and yeah, it does look like, you know, you know, that, that Falcon Cap is just like waiting, waiting to drop his kids off at the bus stop and waiting for the bus to come get him. It looked like he didn't have a lot of time to make that cover. Right. It didn't look like That's he had a lot of time. Like, yeah. You know, like he had to do a cover like, yo, he had to bang out a, a good quality. He had to execute something that was that was good yeah. in not a lot of time. Yeah, like no, they no. had to scramble to put that shit out. Because the thing is, like, I've seen Sanford Green shaft covers and I've seen his work in other places and it's just gorgeous. The layouts are gorgeous. Everything about it, it just flows. But this cap cover, I was just like, hmm. I was like, but I wasn't mad at him. Be, you know, I wasn't mad at him because, you know, hey, I hope he got paid. You know what I mean? Because, like I said, those opportunities for us are few and far between. So, you know, we get it. We grab it. 
But, um, you know, but it bothers me. It, it really does. And the thing is, and like you said, like, you know, I'm sure people will say, oh, you know, y'all just mad. You know, y'all can't be mad because y'all don't own Thanos. I'm like, well, it's not really about that. It's about the intent. You know what I mean? It's about the intent. And, I, and I'm not saying, like, you know, these cats got to, like, you know, look at all the websites, got to go check out this, check out that. But it's like, who is this for? And who are you really reaching out to? You know what I mean? Like, I read the Rolling Stone article and an Axel said, like, you know, his, his kids was playing football and they get to the sideline and they would do the whole run the jewel symbol on the sideline. The kids would do that. And he found it fascinating. And he talked about all these other places in the world that, you know, that that run the jewels has taken taken a place have have taken by storm. But doesn't really talk about hip hop fans. Doesn't really talk about, quote unquote, the streets. You know what I mean? It just, it's, it's weird. It's like, I'm going to talk about this culture, but I'm going to make sure I detach what made the culture from this statement. You know what I'm saying? That's what it, that's what it felt like. It's weird because he was on the Fan Brothers podcast. He seems like a pretty cool dude. He's pretty, pretty down. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's a Latin American dude. Yeah. He got his kids. can't play basketball. He was talking about playing basketball. So, like, like... I, maybe it's kind of shocking to see, like, you know, tweens, like, you know, young, almost young teens, just like, you know, talking about run those jewels fast, run that, run them jewels fast. Like, because it's like, wow, you ain't really know kids was fucking with Killer Mike and my LP like that. That's kind of <laughs> out of the age group. He's just like, yeah. he was thinking, you some some young thug or something, he'd be like, okay, some rich homie Quan. I'd be like, oh, oh I, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all, y'all, y'all young. And like, I know what y'all was like, them, them cast is from a different era. Like, I, yeah, this is how I just don't expect kids to be up on it. Like, Right. I expect my like little cousin. She's fourteen. I ain't no expect her to know about the new fabulous mixtape. Like, yeah, the heck you, you fourteen. What you know? What you know about Fab? <laughs> like, <laughs> what you know about my man Fab? Like, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's grown folks rapping right there. Yeah, like, no, no doubt, man. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's our generation right there. You know what like, I mean? Like we the ones that came in with the F A B O L U S. You know, we came in with that. Yeah, you're right. And to hear, like, say for instance, like you know, my brother who's like twenty. 21 no i'm sorry 22 actually he's 22 and he you know he like text me up he was like yo did you get that he said same thing like he said did you get that fabulous mixtape and i texted right back to him i'm like in all caps what you know about fabulous <laughs> you know and then he you know he typed back lol he was like no he's like it's really good though he was like, I don't, you know it's just but it's it's such an age gap you know what i mean because like i'm almost 40 you know what i'm saying yeah. So it's, it's such an age gap, but I'm glad that they notice that there were people before them. Yeah, because it's, it's sometimes I talk to people younger than me, they don't know like a lot of shit. Like, like wow, like you don't like I know that's kind of old. You was running around, maybe still playing with toys, but it was around. But you just kind of just don't know. But it's it's, it's okay. So that's yeah. that's like an entirely different beast. But it's just like. Yeah. First of all, this is a variant cover. Mm-hmm. So, what type of variant? What what number variant is this? Is this a one in ten? This a one in five? Is it one in twenty five? Is it a one in fifty? Mm-hmm. Yeah, is it a one in seventy five? Is it a one in hundred? That means that this supposed cover that's reaching out so so much ain't going to get into the hands of no average. Person who right really fucks with Run the Jewels, right. maybe maybe some you know geek that fucks with that and this will spend that extra bread, or their store will hold them down and sell it to them at a cheaper price. Yeah, most likely nah. Right, <laughs> and not so, so. Who is this for? Is right. this for the people to have background pictures on their phone so that in a way they're fucking. Free marketing Marvel Comics as this cool entity that's hip on things or nah? Like, where's the culture? Like, you jacking, you jacking my shit, not as in you're taking the entire concept of long boxes of 22s. You're jacking my shit to seem cool and to make you more fucking money without having any ever having representation of anybody in your fucking team. Right. And that's a problem for me. 
That's a, that's an extreme problem for me. Not only that, I think the other thing that got me is that the whole concept of run the jewels is really like you know anti corporate. You know I mean? Yeah, that's that's funny. You know, it's anti corporate, and you have a major corporate label also using Howard the Duck, which in a sense the concept Rocket of Howard Rocket. the what, what, what how, did, how the duck and rocket raccoon yeah. let's be honest they two joke characters yeah exactly oh not only that not only that because like we can talk about the hip-hop covers other hip-hop covers marvel's done in the past they all use joke characters and normally deadpool yeah and so at the same time i'm like what are you saying about hip-hop and i know that people are like man you really looking too far into this i'm like nah nah nah, nah. nah. Sony hack changed everything. I ain't looking too deep into shit. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You know what I mean? It's just like, I know how y'all really feel about us. And that ain't everybody. And I know it's not everybody. Let me make that clear. But to those in power, to those that have the money and the means and are able to put things in motion. Yeah, I'm giving y'all side eye every day. Because it's like I said, it makes no sense to me when y'all do these hip hop covers, with the exception of the Cap, the Cap Falk, Ray Schmimured, No Flex Zone cover. Normally, it's always hip hop covers or, or or covers that use hip hop culture or you know or anything are normally the joke characters. And like it, you know, like I said, it just really gives me side because I'm like, what are you really saying about hip hop or hip hop like, culture? Like I don't even know why it's a Deadpool cover. Someone explain to me why is it a Deadpool cover to use the Run the Jewels graphic? Thanos ain't in that shit. Right. You know what Thanos is at? He's in Avengers and New Avengers, fucking up planets. Yeah. But but see, but that's how they do variant covers, man. Like variant covers, it don't matter what. Like the variant cover, whole variant cover game is crazy because nine times out of ten, the variant cover will have nothing to do with the book at all. But we, but like comics killed that shit a long time ago. You know. Telling the story on the cover, they had a lot of that, that. That shit got killed a long time ago, and and the variant game is a money game. But yet again, at the same time, there are, if I remember right, and Cody Chamberlain tweeted this, and I may be incorrect on this, but if I am, I apologize. But he said there are like over nineteen thousand municipalities in America. Nineteen thousand munis, 19, over nineteen thousand municipalities. And he said there are around like two thousand seven hundred comic book shops. In America. So, 19,000 plus municipalities, 2,700 comic book shops. How many of those are going to be in areas where that are heavily influenced by people of color and hip-hop culture? There you go. Yeah, I don't know. I know, I know you can say certain places, like... Like you, like people might bring up New York, but you can't even use New York. That shit is unfair. They got like mad comic book stores. Yeah, like you know, New York. They have too much comic book stores. Like not to, to say anything wrong with having too many, right, but like right, really, right. you could trip over. Like there's like little comic book stores in the cut that I used to go to when I lived there. Yeah, just like shit. There's just mad comic book stores there. Yeah, yeah, because New York is New York has all types of people that live there. Even with all the gentrification that's going on, they got a lot of people. Of different ethnicities that live there, Chi Town got a lot of comic book shops. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like there are like a few spots in America, like few cities that there are a few that have a lot of comic shops. But besides that, they really ain't that many comic shops if you really think about it. Like, like I want to know, like, how many comic book shops in Atlanta? Yes. How many comic book shops are in Houston? How many comic book shops are in Memphis? How many comic book shops are in Miami? How like I know LA got some, but it ain't even close to South Central LA. No. What about Oakland? What's Oakland looking like? You know what I'm saying? I know Berkeley got some joints. I know San Fran got some joints. Right. What's it like in Louisiana? Boy, yeah. What's it like in New Orleans? What they what they looking like over there? You know what I'm saying? What it looking like in Detroit? You know what I'm saying? Like I know DC got two in the city. Hmm. Them shits ain't even near where black people be at. <laughs> mm. So, like, my whole thing is, is that I'm like, who, once again, who is this for? You know what I mean? Remember, like, how we used to talk all the time and how, like, and I, I think I may have said this, I may have said this on the, on the previous podcast, how Sprite, and I know Sprite is a, Sprite is, is a property of Coca-Cola, 
Sprite has no problems marketing to people of color and other races. It built the brand off of it. Yes. Like, Sprite embraced hip-hop so hard for a while, I thought Sprite was literally just funneling money to BET to keep BET alive. Yo. Like, it it was a major part of making Sprite like probably... One of the top five soda brands in the world was they like yo. Hip hop got involved. They brought in people, part of the culture, to run that. They run that brand. Mm-hmm. They run it. Yeah. That shit is tied to basketball and rap music. Yep. And that shit is cool. My thing is this: like, in a lot of ways in America, young. Young black people or black people generally, general, make the coolest shit of American culture. It's historic. Jazz made that shit up. Most of the dances, we made that shit up. Rock and roll, we made that shit up. Rap music, we made that shit up. A lot of fashion, they bite our shit. A lot of shit, we get treated pretty fucking terribly. We make all the coolest shit. It's historic. And when y'all fucking, when they do, like, it's crazy because I think they expect nobody to say nothing. Mm-hmm. And most fans ain't going to say nothing. And they be thinking on some, they be, they be following along anyway because they some fans of shit. And they ain't going to really think about, like, what they really doing. Like, I honestly, I was gearing myself up for DC to bite the fuck out of me. I thought they was going to probably do like a hip hop variant month or some shit mm-hmm. and they was just going to do like a gang of covers. It was like once I saw them little movie covers I was like yo they're going to do albums next they're going to bite my shit but them motherfuckers just be trying anything to stick against the wall like they don't give a fuck. Right. They would do anything. They're going to bite me. I watch them all. I don't, I don't buy their shit no way. But like, I, I count but I encountered you I countered you on that, and I said I don't. But I, I, I still say to this day, with with the way DC runs, that's too black for DC. I, I still say that, and you, but they they may have done that, and they might do it now that Marvel is in Rolling Stone, Pitchfork, AV Club, and everywhere else. I ain't even gonna be mad at them then. Yeah, because they they they're not even the rich, like, and this is I think a lot of like. People might listen to this like, oh man, you mad for no reason, or you just like y'all don't like they don't want this. There's a cop that's biting, like, like they bit me. Well, not only it biting. doesn't even matter, like the reasons or the like within the culture, like biting, like you ain't do that shit first, and you didn't even give no like proper respect. It's completely different from sampling. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. biting is like yo, know, I flipped that beat first, I flipped that flow first. And you ain't even going to, like, give a wink of a nod. Like, like I have 60,700-plus-odd followers on a Tumblr. That is actually a lot. A lot yes. of people don't have that many followers on anything right. in this current era. That's a lot of motherfuckers. I'm just skeptical that none of that shit ain't never, ever, ever come across like I have people that told me they like my shit, that shit, and I didn't even know. And they like in the actual industry of of rap music mm. and comics. Like we like, like nah, man. Like I don't know. I'm sitting back. I'm like I'm paranoid. I'm like nah, man. I don't believe you. You need more people. Right, right. Well, not only that, but like it also something that's really been coming up lately and been talked about heavily is appropriation. And like it kind of reeks of appropriation in a sense. It really does. Because somebody else taking the culture, somebody else taking the culture, making money off of it, and like you said, not giving the respect to where the respect is due. And and, and it doesn't have to mean that they gotta get respect to long boxes on twenty twos per se, but at least give respect to the person that originally had the concept for the run the jewel artwork in the first place. Um, Nicholas Gazin, correct? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so like that kind of like, you know, and they may have talked to the cat. I don't know. But the way it's presented, it's as if... From what he said, he was never asked to do a cover. Okay. See, so, like, it always it, it always comes off, like, Columbusing. 
Like, I've discovered America. Or I've discovered this. I've discovered that. I'm like, no, you didn't really discover it. You saw it. But somebody else made it, though. Yeah, like... It'd be interesting if they was doing this shit all along. Like... It'd be interesting. It's like, how come Luke Cage never feels like he's actually from Harlem? Ever. How come Falcon, as cool as he is, and he has that nickname Snap Wilson, his past experiences are never, ever, ever feel authentic? Like, let's take Black Panther, because Black Panther is some, like, aspirational, fantastical dream shit for black people. Like, what do you mean a magical, super technologically undefeatable African nation with the the super element that you can't get to. Like Jack Kirby made some black god shit. It's like, okay, <laughs> yes, you was, like you up to, you must have been listening to some like sunrise, some shit or something. Like, I don't know, but you Jack Kirby, you the man, you made some next level shit. But everybody else after that, after like Luke Cage was on some black exploitation shit. Mm-hmm. Like, how come that shit never felt authentic after you get past the black exploitation craziness? Yeah. You know, like, why do people rebel against the fact that he don't have a costume? And then you bring up the fact, like, yo, he shouldn't have a costume. And they're like, but he's a superhero. It's like, yeah, but what what, what black dude his age is going to really wear some fucking shit like that? <laughs> like, <laughs> like in, in a certain way yeah. in which the way the world treats us as activists, yeah. sometimes they think we superhuman anyway in real life because that's what fucking Darren Wilson thought Mike Brown was. He thought that motherfucker had superpowers. Mm. He ain't got no costume on we already seen this like superhuman people. Yeah. The fuck I'm going to wear a costume for? <laughs> yeah, it just, it, it makes no sense to me. It's just like Igly Azalea fucking in her, her black woman, southern black woman accent. Oh, don't, she raps. Get, don't, don't get but me. But it's, it's the same shit though. Yeah, it like, is the same shit. That's what I'm saying. Don't get me started on it because. Like, I don't understand it. I don't understand the run. I, like, I don't understand the cover. Like, yeah. I don't understand the covers. I don't see how they fit. Yeah. They don't even fit thematically with the comics they're in. Right. But see, but the, but the variant game is so, is so jacked up now, it doesn't have to matter. But it's true, but like, mm-hmm. even if the, no matter about the variant game being fucked up, like, to make it a variant for another book, then it makes sense. Yeah. Like, it's how to duck two, not how to duck number one. Right. That's how the number two. <laughs> yeah, and and as we all know, with comics, especially in today's comic direct market, second issue numbers drop anyway. And, and, and like, all right, Deadpool two. Like, I still don't get the Deadpool thing where you got Thanos in a whole nother book, a book that's ramping up to your big event. Yeah, your big line wide event. If I'm just talking about numbers, Thanos is smacking planets in the face. His fist is fucking Folgers to quote Killer Mike. Yeah. But still, again, the whole thing of Deadpool having variant covers or covers that joke on hip hop culture. Just do that again. Yeah. Like like the Ali G one. Yeah. It's like, are you making him Ali G? Which Ali G is about a person is a joke on a person appropriating another person's culture. Yes. So what are you saying with the Deadpool cover? Deadpool doing the hammer dance, I don't understand why that was there. What the fuck are you saying? Why is that funny? Why is MC Hammer funny? Exactly. Especially when a majority of the people that now work for Marvel, when Hammer was out... You know they was rocking hammer harder than every and anybody. I don't get it. I don't get it either. So, but but like I said before, it's a business. It is a business that, for the most part, and I, ex- I talked about this in the previous episode where I talked with uh, creator Brandon Easton. For the bigger for the bigger publishers, it's not built for us. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that like that the whole industry has to change. Altogether, 
but it could be just be better. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, Marvel got some, you know, they've kind of diversified the editorial joint, the editorial team a little bit. I don't know by how much. But it's like, you can't constantly have black characters always written by white dudes. Or Greg Pac. Yeah. You don't give no, they ain't giving nobody no shots. You, you know, and, and, and the whole other thing is too, it's like, it's like I probably said this before too, or someone else has. You put a black writer on the book, it's suddenly not going to be like a fucking revolution. We just want to tell stories. That's all we want to do. We want to tell stories that everybody can enjoy. You know what I mean? That's pretty much it. But that's a whole other story. I don't want to get, I'm gonna get, get into that because I'm still heated about this whole Marvel thing. For me, okay, long boxes on 22s holds like a very like. It holds a very, like, really, 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 really um, strong place in my heart. And I'll tell you why. Like, when Sean, when Julian and Sean Cosley decided to start this, they both hit me up. And at the time, I was with Action Lab. Okay? Like, Action Lab was probably just got through their first year. And doing my regular full-time job, 40 hours, Action Lab was about a 35 to 40-hour job on top of that after work. So I was always working. There were no breaks. There were no breathing spots. It was just always working all the time. And I was learning about the industry and whatnot. But when they came to me, it was like, yo, when we do some album covers, can you give us track lists? And they sent me an Excel spreadsheet. They was like, we taking this character, we basing it off of this album. And I, and like, they was like, we want you to write. I was like, well, well dope. And I got so excited. And the thing is, is that for like years, like I didn't tell Action Lab I was doing this because I thought they was going to get mad at me for just doing a little bit of something on the side. Because I thought they would say, man, you ain't doing your work. Why are you playing around? But I was doing the work. But like that was just something in my own head because I got fucking paranoid. Because that's what comics does to your kids. It makes you fucking paranoid. Or the business per se. <laughs> but um, But I took joy in taking like a concept like making like you know what like when when y'all did batman and combine them with jay-z in, in my lifetime volume one and making a track list from that so now i'm going through comic book history and hip-hop history to make track lists that are similar to the actual album but it involves comic book shit and it was a joy you know what i mean it was pure joy like it expanded my mind like nobody's business there was even a time where like um and i don't even know if this ever came out but we were going to do a piece on the behind the scenes of peter parker's um that uh based off that based off of ilmatic yeah amazing amazing yes it was peter parker's amazing because there was an album cover we did the track did the track list for it and then we were going to do an article that was a behind the scenes where i literally rewrote the behind the scenes of Illmatic, but it was for Illmazing. And and like how um, all the key people in getting Illmatic made, I flipped to like certain Marvel characters and things like that. And how we were able to turn like villains into like hip hop crews and heroes into hip hop crews and groups and also give heroes and villains nicknames. And it was fun. Like it, it made me happy. It was like it was like one of those bright spots where I was just like, man, this comic shit is just fucked up. That was something that like just brought me the purest of joy. And you know, and then later on, you know, y'all also would like, you know, repost and reblog other people that were doing like merging hip hop culture with comic books. You know, like the Kenny Kyle stuff. And like another artist too, y'all would bring that over and let people know. And then you, and then you, Julian, you did like the DC Ratchet stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I thought about doing Marvel ones too. Yeah. That killed that shit in my soul. I don't even get it. Like, fuck that. So, but like, it, 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 it brought me something. It was just something that made me extremely happy, and I felt creative in doing it. And. And then when I saw that Run the Jewels thing and I, and I read that Rolling Stone article, I just got heated. You know what I mean? Yeah, it didn't take away, it didn't take away my love of writing track lists and helping collabo with you and Sean. It didn't take that away. 
But at the same time, it just hurt because it just felt like it felt like back in the old days when like Motown records would drop or like a Motown stylish record would drop by like a black artist. But then a white person would take it, sing the same song and make a gang of money. Yeah, it was like I explained that shit to another day. It was like when Beach Boys would do a Chuck Berry song. Yes. It's like when the Beach Boys do a Chuck Berry song, it's like, yeah, that's that's my shit. Yeah. So like I was hurt. I was really hurt. And I was more hurt for, for you know for Julian for you, Julian, and, and for Sean Cosley. You know, but for me, it's because this was such a joy, and it still is. You know, y'all asked me to, to write a track list, I'll write a track list. That's never been an issue. But it just hurt. Because it was kind of like that next like punch in the face. In my time in working in the comic comic book business from 2009 to all to like late 2014. And it really makes me wonder, do I make this push again to get into this one more time this year? And if I do it, where do I want it to go? You know, because all I got right now is just anger. So now I got to take this anger, turn it into fuel, and I got to do it one of two ways. I can either just let this fuel spray everywhere, light a match, and let the bitch burn. Or I can construct an engine, put the fuel in it, and let that drive me as far as I want to go. But where do I want to go? Because the honest to God truth is, like, I love love creating things and i and i enjoy comic books but right now as with the way this business is i'm just like man fuck comics i know some people probably don't want to you know don't want me to say that or or hear that like damn you know i ain't never heard sean talk like that before yeah i'm like that right now does it mean i'm gonna quit no but it changes my perspective on how I should go about things. Because that's a whole other thing, too. How come we got to constantly change all the time to get into a place that don't even really want us there? And some might, and some might. I don't know. I can't tell. I don't know, man. I'm talking to too many people who thinking about giving up. Who thinking about stopping. So I don't know. I put out a whole podcast with me. And my friend Ron just talking. Mm-hmm. And some people just love it because it's so frank and real. And some people just find that shit depressing. But it's true. Some people are generally his fans. And I can't tell you that he's actually going to be around making comics forever. Because he has to seriously think about, is it worth doing it? And, they, and people want to bring up all this love shit. It's, that shit is a falsity, man. Like, all this love shit... Like you do things for the love, like all that love shit goes out the window when you can't, when your fucking stomach hurt, <laughs> or you gotta worry about having some place to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then you got things like, do I enjoy this shit anymore? Right. Like I don't, I don't enjoy the industry. Like friend asked me last night, yo, you gonna do any cons and shit? I was like, I don't know. What's the purpose? What am I doing it for? I don't really print no books anyway. For my own personal thing, I make digital shit. Right. So the fuck am I going for? Like, I don't totally always feel welcome. If I want to see my friends, they'll usually come to a show. They'll meet up. I'll meet with them outside of it. I don't know if I need to be in a convention, though. Like, what's what's the purpose? Like, what, to meet the people on the inside and have drinks with them or shake their hands? or Like, I've, I've been there, done that. Clearly, I'm not likable enough. I'm guessing... I'm not a good enough, a cool enough person for them. And the work that I show is not, you know, doesn't meet their standards of cool for whatever they do. So why waste my time with them? Hmm. What's the purpose of fucking with an industry that don't want you? Yeah. There's a whole, there's, there's a whole bunch of other things I can do with my time. And there's a whole, there's a whole other bunch of fields too. 
You know what I mean? And like, it's, but still, the thing is, is that like, we, you know, we just want to be part of something, and yeah, we can do our own thing. And that's fine. But still, try to be part of something that is just so jacked up. It just, ugh. I can't even find the proper words because I'm just that frustrated right now. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm just that frustrated. You know, I just, I, you know, I just, I, the whole cultural appropriation shit just really just irks me to no end. It really does. Yeah, it, it'd be something like, it'd be something if this was stuff in your books on a regular basis. If you reached out on a regular basis, if you attempted to do this on a regular basis, but you don't. And at a certain point, it looks like you're making fun of it, yet you're championing it like you're co-signing it or you're cool. In a little way, it's like a it's like a backhanded slap to me. Others, it just might be cool. For others, it's just a cool Scotty, Scotty Young cover. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, I got, I got no beef with Scotty. No, and I, ain't I got, got I ain't got no beef with him either. I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Nah, I, said, I don't got no beef with my movie either. Because no. actually, his shit ain't got nothing, nothing to look like any of our shit, period. So it's right. all good. Right, exactly. I'm not mad at the artists. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just mad at Marvel's intent. You know what I mean? That's what... That, that's what uh, you know? So, yeah, man. I just, like I said, I just, this business, man. This business. You know... You know, and like, and it really just gives me that whole, that whole attitude. Like, I get, I get, I just, it, like I said, it makes me angry. And I get to the point where, where I'm like, at the same time, I get to, you know, when I say this, I'm like, sometimes I, I don't, I don't, I don't mean it with like bad intent or to hurt others. But I'm like, you know what? Fuck all of them. I'll show them. Fuck every single one of them. But then at the same time, I say, you know what, man? What good is that going to do? You know, I just I, I get I just get so frustrated about this business, man. I, I really do. And it's not like and it's not like these comic book sites give a fuck either. You know what I mean? Like I give props. I give props to like Bleeding Cool. Because like, like I have a love hate relationship with that website. But when they did the swipe file on the run on the run the jewels on the run the jewels covers, then mentioned the long boxes on 22 piece and mentioned the fact that Nicholas Gazin was well aware of. The long boxes on 22s run the jewels version. You know, I at least respect the fact that they brought that up. You know, do I expect Comics Alliance to cover this? No. Do I expect a beat to talk about this? Oh, fuck no. And if they do, I'll be surprised. And if they do, good for them. I don't expect Newsarama to talk about this. Now, Joe Illich might talk about it, though. But it's it's hard to constantly be nice in a business where for us being nice don't get you shit. Like, and for those who know me, they know I'm a good dude. And when it comes to business, I know the etiquette. I know the protocol. Still, nothing. I can see the thing is, I can be straight up 100% business, say all the right things, and it doesn't matter. But if I come off as super street, cussing all the time, and just foul, then that makes it even worse. It's like, oh, and that gives me an even worse reputation. Well, I did the other way. I did the proper way too. You paid me no mind. But if I go to other end, you pay attention, and then you put a bad mark on me. Like I said, these are just the things I think about. You know, and I, and I know it applies to other businesses, too. You know? So. Yeah, it does. But I also, I ain't invested that many years in those other businesses. Ex- exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, I know. I know. And same here. Same here. I know. You know. So. Like I said, man, the, the the future of all this for me is in a very weird state. Not plan on doing something, 
But if I do something, it has to be different than the stuff I experienced, you know, in, in the past. And that's no offense to anyone at Action Lab either. I did my time there. I worked my ass off. I learned a lot. I learned a fucking metric ton. So it's no offense to them. I'm good with them. I'm just talking about the business right now. That's what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about the fucking business. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm going to do more long boxes on 22s. Sean is still up for it. Yeah. It's good to have somebody's balance, I guess, you know, doesn't take it as seriously as I do. Like, he was salty. Mm-hmm. But he just wasn't as salty. Right. Right. No, I get it. Like, like I'm I'm salty. Like, I I need, like, a day. I was like, these, these motherfuckers bit me. Yeah. No, I, I get it. And, you know, and, and like, uh, and I've said before, y- y'all need me. I'll help y'all out. That's that's not a that's not a problem. And you're right. You know, it's good to have, you know, Sean there to bring that balance, you know, but it still doesn't take away from the fact that it's that what happened sucked. You know what I mean? And eventually you can let it go. You know, but it comes a time where how many times can you let something go before something good actually happens? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I mean, because you follow all the rules. You do all the things you're quote unquote supposed to do in a business that really has no rules or doors. And you follow all these rules and you still get kicked in the nuts. So tell me, how does that feel? And, And yes, I know it happens to other people, too. It's fucked up for them, too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I think you were about to say is like you fucked up. You doing this shit using Howard the Duck, with all the fucked up history with that character and what they did to Steve Gerber. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it happens to other people too. And like, because I'm, try- I'm trying to make it clear. Yeah, this is somewhat of a black thing, but no, it happens to other people too. You know what I mean? It happens to women too. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's been a nice influx of, of like white women getting hired. Which is great. I'm happy for y'all. Keep you know, keep changing things. That's great. You know, but let's get some sisters in there. You know what I'm saying? Let's get some other ethnicities up in there. Let's get some women in general. Let's really get some in women there, general some... in there. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Get that influx. Let's make change. You know, like we shipping a million Star Wars comics. What for? We got two thousand six hundred fucking comic book stores. We shipping, we shipping a million Star Wars comics. With a hundred variants. What kind of crack game shit is that? Man, I don't even know. I don't even know why they... like. I know they, they pushing it out because that means a million of those comics is paid for to Marvel and a diamond everybody. I'm like, I don't... Who's buying a million of them? Like, yo, when X-Men number one sold like eight million plus copies, that shit was everywhere. And when I mean everywhere... That shit was in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. That shit was in the pharmacy. Yep. That shit was in the bookstores. That shit was on the newsstand. They had a gang of covers. I done went through three of them joints by the time I got my <laughs> freaking final one. Yeah, you can find that joint in freaking back issue bins for mad cheap. But you know, it still don't stop the like everybody had that joint. Everybody had multiple copies of that joint. That shit so that shit is the thriller of superhero comics. Yes, it is. Yes. I don't like. I want to know how many people is actually buying the paper editions of Star Wars number one for real like that. Yeah. No, oh, I know. Heavy. Exactly. And not only that, but see, and this is where my mentality is because I live in you know like so much of my work and my 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 daily job is computer oriented, so I'm digital. A lot of the books I read nowadays is digital. If I want paper, yeah, I, every now and then I might get a floppy every now and then. But normally I'll get some trades. You know what I'm saying? But normally if I buy, my, if I get my books, I get them digitally. So, like, if I want variant covers, yo, I can just look on the internet at all the variants. I can just do a Google search. Like, yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's nice. I'm not trying to be that cat. Because that's, that, 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 that's who they cater to. 
that cat that's crazy enough to try to buy and hunt for all 100 of them variants. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't, I don't even know how many variants are, like... Yeah, like I, I just want to know, like, who else bought some copies? Kind of like, was that that Rocket Raccoon number one? I don't know, Luke, like, was it Luke Crate bought like a gang of them joints, which is why them shits, that shit's so crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, so who, like, really, who's buying all, some of these hundreds of thousands of copies of Star Wars? Yeah, and the thing is, but like, at least that fits. You know, not yeah. no, my bad. I don't no, mean to cut you off, but no, at least that fits. Yeah. It fits the culture. Yeah. Because like, geese be about Star Wars. Yeah, and Star Wars is coming back yet again. Although I do kind of find it funny. It's like, yo, y'all riding for Star Wars now. Why were not y'all riding for it when Dark Horse had it? Yo, I think some of them were. Yeah. But the fact of it is, Disney bought Star Wars, so they G'd that shit back. Yeah. And it's like, that's what the fuck we bought this for, being our ass fucking combo company that makes movies for. They're going to print these Star Wars comics. I'm sorry, Dark Horse. We taking back all that shit that you had. Yeah. Oh, well. And you know they got people hyped up again because it's Star Wars with the motherfuckers they love so much. You know what I'm saying? Luke Skywalker. Dark Horse had the shit for so long, they had entirely their own histories and futures and shit. <laughs> yes. Like they had shit people was talking to you, you know about blah blah blah. I was like, I don't know what the fuck you talking about, man. Was that shit in the movie? Dude, like Nah, because this happened and that happened and like Luke Skywalker went to the dark side for a little bit, then he came out and then like he did this and he is like they have daughters and they, they motherfuckers have kids and they have kids like y'all what the fuck are you talking like man I don't man that shit ain't in the movie though dog man I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> Yo, it got it got so crazy, like they had they built a timeline. So, like, they, because, like, you know, Dark Horse did books off the Star Wars novels. They created their own shit. They created some side stories. They kept continuing stuff. They did, like, a legacy book, which took place, like, I think 100 years after Jedi. And so it got to the point where when you would buy a Star Wars book, depending on what the story was, you would open up the inside front cover and there would be a legitimate timeline. Because they also did stories, like, of Dawn of the Jedi. Like, you know, this is how the Jedi got together. This is how it happened. This is the, you know, the, the New Republic shit, all this shit. And there will be a timeline literally from the dawn of the Jedi all the way to wh- whatever Dark Horse book was last. And in that continuity is also the prequels, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, you know, shit, even probably even fucking droids, the cartoon series, like all this shit. And it was just this timeline. So it always lets you know this book takes place in between here. This book takes place in between here. And it was crazy that they built a fucking massive ass universe. And I think they built a universe so big that pe- people were basically like, oh, well, it's too much. It's way too much. But now Marvel has it and it's starting over. It's a fresh slate. So it's like, OK, I don't need to know any of this Dark Horse stuff. And this takes place all after A New Hope. OK, let's go. So yeah. I, I kind of get it. I, I kind of get it. But at the same time, like when when Marvel made the announcement that Comixology put those Star Wars books on the, on the Comixology site, them motherfuckers jumped to that shit. I'm talking like jump to it like Aretha Franklin. You know what I mean? Like they jumped to that shit. And it was like That's all good, man. you know, so it's crazy. You know, it's it's absolutely crazy. That's them. Like I I'm, I'm cool with. It. Yeah. Like yo Star Wars is y'all shit. Y'all go heavy in the paint. That's what that's what y'all about. Yeah. And I, but y'all ain't really they ain't like I don't, nah, I don't believe you. y'all. They really just ain't on this shit. They just yeah. they rap, rap music for them is like it's an occasional thing that comes on the radio. And some of the the white people that are you know other people that ain't in that they occasionally listen to stuff. And there's some people really dead ass into it. Like, yeah. but you know what? I don't think they fed. And then you gotta have your little side conversations about rap. Where everybody's talking about whatever, whatever. You gotta have your little side conversations with you outside of everybody on the hush. And that's why we made Long Box on 22s. It's, it's, it's for a certain group of people that never, as, never, I feel, gonna get fed by the main comic book industry ever. You know, it's saying, you know, you get a, a couple things that pop up, like Hip Hop Family Tree. Yeah. Props to Ed Pisker, by the way. That, you know, like yeah. you know, that is what it is, yeah. but it's it's the outlier. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. people act brand new about that. It's like all this shit is well known public history. There's documentaries about this shit. VH1 specials. Mm-hmm. 
This shit is all over the place. Like, it's books. Yes. But hey, you guys want to see it and you want to read it and it's like, oh my God, I didn't know that happened or I didn't know this was just like, I, I don't know what little box you was listening to, you was living in. Because <laughs> I do, I know a lot of shit about fucking Nirvana and fucking mm-hmm. uh, Madonna and everything else. Yeah. And I listen to rap. I don't know how the fuck y'all don't even, but okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It, let, uh, yeah. It, okay. it's, it's weird. It, it, it's weird. It's weird because, like I said, like I, I don't, like I don't, I don't throw, I don't throw shade to Pisker because he's putting it out there, and it's reaching like it's reaching an audience that may have never even really gave a damn about hip hop, but it's still weird. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's to me, it's weird because it's literally the most, it's still the most dominant cultural force in pop culture. It still defines everything. Yeah. So. How are you not into it? Like everything is like we were just celebrating the life of Stuart Scott. Like when I watch Sports Center, like everything he said was hip hop. The way we talk about basketball is hip hop. Mm-hmm. A lot of the things about football, like University of Miami, that's some hip hop shit. Them, 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 some hip hop cats right there. Yeah. Them is street dudes. Yeah, the, during the U era, yes. Yeah, yes. Nineties Dallas Cowboys, like Michael Irvin, that's a baller show. Deion Sanders, T.O. Ocho Cinco, them was some hip hop cats. Mike Vick, like I don't understand. Like it's everywhere. Serena and Venus Williams. Mm-hmm. Like Serena Williams wants some shit, did a goddamn crip walk after winning that shit. <laughs> yeah. This shit is everywhere. Yeah. It's our culture. It's within all of it. And you don't know nothing about it. But then you want to try to capitalize off of it real quick to sell some extra copies of your fucking Deadpool comic. And you don't even let nobody in to play? Play with your toys? Yeah. I don't see no hip hop cats in those retreats. Oh no! They just let a woman in. Yeah, I know. <laughs> shit was shit was like a fucking golf club, dog. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. She's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a problem. It's a problem. And the thing is, is that if they really want to fix it, they'll fix it. If they want it. to, they ain't fix it. Shit. I don't believe them. Yeah. Motherfuckers had to tell me to my face. They got to find me, interrupt me eating, and, and say some shit to me to my face. I'll never believe these motherfuckers. Ever. Now, this shit is done. Trust is gone. Mm-hmm. I don't fuck with you like Big Sean and Naya Rivera. <laughs> yes. Woo. Uh, mm-hmm. mm. uh, I think... I think that's a good spot to end this. Um, you know what? We're going to go and just close this out. Um, but before we go, though, um, just to let you know, the next episode of The Black Box will be part one of the um, top 50 R&B singles, uh, according to Complex, of the 90s. And it will be me and Julian. That one is in the editing bay. But like I said before, we had to put I had to push I had to push it to the side because I really felt that this was something important that we had to talk about. And for me, at the same time, this is release therapy. I've told people before this podcast is release therapy to me at times. And. Um, we, I just wanted our feelings put out there. You know, like it or not, you know, I just I just wanted that out there. But um, Julian, tell them where they can find Long Boxes on 22s, the Ants Web comic, and the Ignorant Bliss podcast, if you don't mind, sir. Um, Long Boxes on 22s.tumblr.com. Uh, Ignorant-Bliss.com is where my my podcast is hosted. You can find it on iTunes. Sometimes you can find it on SoundCloud, but I be putting in music, so they be like, nah, you ain't going to put that up. We're going to flag you for copyright. <laughs> so, like, whatever. Um, you can get on iTunes, though. Um, Ants.joinlaw.com I haven't updated it in a while Because I haven't really felt like Drawing comics Or even being remarkably funny mm. So um, 
But there's still a yeah. whole back catalog though. Yeah, there's like there's like four hundred something up there. Uh I'm on Twitter, Julian Lytle, L Y T L E. I'm on Instagram, same thing. Um if you look up uh Future Pop on Facebook, you'll get to my art page. You can holler at me on Snapchat, I don't snap too much, but it's you know it's Julian Lytle, same old, same old. And um yeah, on the vine. I'm on everything. I'm on everything. All right. Cool. Thank you for doing that, Julian. I appreciate that. And um Thanks for having me on. Hey man, you're welcome, man. You're welcome. Like I said, I this needed to be said. So hey, couple of weeks, new episode of drop, part one, complex top fifty, nineties R and B singles. Myself, Julian, and we'll get in the studio and we'll do part two too. So uh just uh be patient. But until then, pass this episode around. Let people hear this. Let your friends in the business hear this. Because I know some of y'all in the business listen to this podcast. Let them hear this too. You know, love it or hate it, I don't care. Because it needed to be said. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. Peace.